right, so welcome to, uh, I don't even know what episode this is. We've done, <laughs> we've probably done like, I don't know, maybe 15 or 17 or something like that. I've been seeing a lot of them. Yeah, are you, jo- are you enjoying them? I haven't, I honestly haven't seen all of them completely, mm-hmm. but I, I've seen snippets of, especially the ones with my friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen mo- most of them, so they're really great. It's just, you know, just raw conversation that I think people like seeing. Yeah, I think that's part of what I what I love about it. There's no, like, agenda. Like, we literally just, I just told you before we started, like, there's no, there's no agenda. Uh-huh. There's no, like, this is what we're going to talk about. It's mm-hmm. literally just two people having a conversation. Yeah. And it's cool because sometimes, you know, we'll see each other on Sundays, and we'll talk for, like, five minutes because we're all busy doing stuff. Of course. You know? Um, but this also gives us a chance to just really like talk, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and to allow people to just listen in on, on our conversation. Yeah. So so for those of you who don't know who this is, this is Randy Leiva, and he's been part of our worship team uh, at our church for what? Two years? I think almost two and a half years now. Two and a half years. Yeah. Two and a half. Because you were, you were here, were you here before Tony? Yes. You were here before Tony. Yeah. That's right. How did you, how did you, I feel bad because I feel like we've talked about this before, <laughs> but how did you first come to our church? Well, the way I, I stumbled up to this um, church, um, it was just a simple Google search. I was looking for a new church um, by myself. I've been, I've been at, at church for like, at least the past church I was at, I was at for about like almost half my life and I'm mm. pretty young. <laughs> so it's, that's a pretty good amount of my life there. Yeah. Um, so I would say about like eight to nine years where I was at there. I was okay. at that same church um, with my family, my mm-hmm. whole family. And uh, just some things happened. Um, and I just felt like I needed a change. Mm. Um, and it was it's kind of weird when it comes to Hispanic culture. You know, you're always with your family. Mm-hmm. Like people who live with their fam- with their parents usually live with them for like even up to like th- when they're 30 years old yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's common. Just, it's very it's common. It's so common mm-hmm. when, when you hear like uh, just other other cultures, you're like, oh, my parents told me to leave by like 19, 18. I was like, yeah. dude, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, that being said, even leaving like, like even part being part of a like Hispanic community at mm-hmm. a church, even just being at a church without your family is very uncommon was as it well. A, was it a Spanish-speaking church only? Um, or was it Hispanic, but Mostly English? Hispanic, okay. Spanish-speaking, mm-hmm. but there was... When I was there, we did bring up a, an English service okay. at the same time. Okay. It wasn't big, but it was a good amount of people. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you know, just first-generation people, you know. like yeah. they do, We do speak Spanish, but yeah, yeah. our dominant language is definitely English. Mm-hmm. So we're like, ah, we, we hear what, he, what our pastor's saying, but we'd love to have, which was the pastor's son, mm-hmm. preach to us in English. Okay. So that's exactly what happened. Okay. So um, you're at that church for eight years. And you get this transition in your family, something's mm-hmm. going on, and then you Google search? Pretty much. It's Interesting. Just, just Google search churches in Downey. Oh. I actually went to a different church in Downey mm-hmm. uh, before coming here. I tried it out. It felt good. I was like, maybe, because I was thinking of coming here first before mm-hmm. I went to that church. And I was I was like, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I'll just try that church. Yeah. I tried it out. Felt comfortable, you know, but just something wasn't that, there for me. Mm. Um Came to this church Sunday morning. Um, first things first, which I'm really glad about our church is just the hospitality. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing, um, which is which is amazing. But it doesn't always happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. But luckily enough, it was it was it was really big for me. Yeah. Um, 
and I it just I just loved it. The worship was was amazing. It was definitely different for sure, right? Compared to Hispanic community yeah. church, compared to dominantly like was carlo leading worship back then so carlo yeah so so carlo soto was our worship leader up to about i don't know a year ago maybe a year and a half ago something about a year and a half year and a half yeah yeah yeah. um which carlo is amazing we all love oh yeah of course i saw him yesterday was shout out to carlo yeah Yeah. of course um and just you know the people who were there were just with um the 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 community the community was just Mm just something else and i just felt connection right away yeah um you were there um i heard i, I think i was brand new yeah I, was, I just showed up i was yeah. at um there's this coffee shop right next to our church called third street yeah and we talked for the first time over right there that's right shout and, out to, to third street <laughs> yeah yeah um shout out to mary yeah of course she's <laughs> awesome um and where was i going with that that we met, we had coffee there. Yeah, we did have yeah. coffee there. We met for the first time. But going back, I did see you when I first went to the church, mm-hmm. and you were brand new. But yeah. it just felt like you were there forever. Interesting. Which is a good thing, you know. Like it just felt like you had this connection with the community that were there. And Interesting. It was just, it was just good. It was an amazing experience. Um, and here we are, maybe about two and a half years later. Would you ever have imagined that, that the church was would have gone through everything that it went through, like? We, I, I just picture us mm-hmm. talking at that coffee shop and we're like talking about church, talking about ministry mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. This is all pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Of course. And all of a sudden everything changes. Of course. I don't think anyone could have been ready for what oh. happened. And um, I, we're still kind of going through it now, but like it's definitely better, you know? Mm. Praise God for that. Um, but um, I don't think anyone could have been ready for that. Yeah. I don't think anyone. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely an experience mm. to have in our lives. I think, yeah. I think everyone goes through something like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you just go back in time, mm. there's the big wars, you know, like World War Two, yeah. World War One. you know, some, something has to happen something. in someone's life. Cause when it's I was, when I was talking to my mom, she's like, nothing like this has ever happened. Mm. Like that, you know, she grew up in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was in the time where she, when she, um, came here it was you know the like the so not the civil war but more like like that there was a big if you look up el salvador history there's like this big like like war that was going on mm-hmm. between just in there and it was it's just really 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 so bad. she she left in the middle of that she left in the middle of that okay okay uh-huh um just because it's really bad yeah poverty you know no food no money right right it's just usually what happens when people come migrating to the u.s yeah and, so for some people, it's this has been the worst thing that they've ever gone through as far as the pandemic. Uh-huh. It's definitely not the worst thing ever. I mean, for some people, of course it is because they've lost family members and of course, of yeah. course, of course, of course, of course. But um, you know, every every everyone goes through their you know quote unquote mm-hmm. pandemic in their life, whether it's the actual pandemic or just something, you know, that they that becomes unmanageable. Yeah, you know. Um, that's one of the things that we talk about in our church a lot. We talk more like internally, like like leadership stuff Mm -hmm. is that we're here. Like the reason why we exist as a church is because people need hope. And regardless of what you're going through, there's always an area in your life that you're finding, uh, hopelessness in. Mm -hmm. That's where we come in, you know, with the message of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's what you're saying is true. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, your mom went through that terrible thing mm-hmm. you know and and everyone's gone gone through some stuff um but i want to talk about the first time i saw you worshiping hmm. the first time i saw you on stage worshiping i was blown away 
I was absolutely blown away. I couldn't believe because you're not, I would say you're not, your personality isn't like incredibly outgoing. I would say you're more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. When I saw you on stage for the first time worshiping God, I'm like, where did this guy come from? Like, how did this power, where is this voice coming from? Where does, where is, because not only do you have a great voice, but you, like on stage, like you come out of your shell completely. Mm. It's almost like everything disappears. It's just you and God, and you don't care what people think, mm. which is so powerful. It is so powerful, and it is so inspiring to watch you worship. Appreciate that. Like when I watch you worship, I'm like, I want to worship like that, dude. Mm. It's almost like you, you, you give me a glimpse. I actually heard someone say this once um, in one of our groups. They were talking about the worship team. Did mm-hmm. I, I might have shared this with you. I'm not sure. It was someone that we had some people over at our, at our house for for a lunch after church. It was it was like uh, three couples, and uh, one of the couples was talking about something, and then everyone else was agreeing. And he was saying this, and this is not a guy that worships like he's he'll stand there. He's not with his hands up mm-hmm. or doing anything. He says that when he wa- he when he saw you guys worship, that it was so powerful to him that he felt like he wanted to run up on stage and join you guys. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, that's great because you guys are giving us a glimpse of you know what worship should be. Um, but at the same time, I was thinking you can do that wherever you're at. Of course, like, you don't have to be on stage to do that, which. Brings me to another moment in worship that I saw, and this was Tony, something that he did when we were outdoors during the pandemic, we were outside, and he was on stage, I think it might have been a worship name, and so he stands up, and he tries to explain something, he's trying to explain the whole idea that there's no, like, there's no stage, there's no, like, our stage, and then there's you guys, like, we're all in this together. And he, he, there's a stool on stage, and he kicks the stool, do you remember that? I do remember that. He kicks that stool, and he's like, I just want to mess this place up so we realize that there's not this division between the audience and us. We're in this together. Of course. You know? And so when this guy was sharing that about the stage of him wanting to run on stage, I thought about that. Like this, like worship is every, like we can all, we're not watching you guys mm-hmm. worship, you know, you're, you're inviting us to join you. Exactly. In this holy moment. Mm-hmm. You know? No, of course. And I totally agree with that. Um, well, going back where, where you started with this, um, uh, I don't know. It just when it comes to worship, it just it's just a supernatural thing that happens, mm. and it's nothing that I can control. You know, um, I don't know. Um, I I would say I wasn't always like that. I think I think I'm still growing when it comes to just worshiping mm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things where I can still improve on. There's a lot of things I know maybe I can do better. You know, it's just it's just that kind of thing. I think. Um, I did, I feel like I did grow a lot more when I came to this church. Mm. Um, just, I don't know. I just felt, I feel like when I started to come in here, I just, maybe like you were saying, there was this show on me that just, that was just off when I'm worshiping. I just, I feel like maybe I, when I came here, it was just completely off. Mm. Um, just cause I don't know. It's just, like I said, just worship is just. It's so natural, but unnatural at the same time. Right. Um, like supernatural. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and like you, like you said, like, I don't know. I just, I do what I feel like I want to do. It's mm. not like, it's not for show. And I, I, I when I, every time I worship, I always hope that, that they don't look at me when it's worship. They mm-hmm. look somewhere else, not at me. You know, it's yeah. just, when I mean by somewhere else, I mean God. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. 
like if 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 it becomes maybe if if anyone ever tells me like hey you're distracting i'll just sit down and worship mm. i don't care as long as it's just you know just me facing towards god and just pointing everything towards god when it's worship just because i don't if it if it comes to the point where like man this guy's really good and they just come here just to see how great i do or something yeah then i'd rather just be off stage Mm. i don't want to be that person that that um you know everyone's eyes look towards right right and not look toward god i don't know i just i don't think that's why i'm here how do you how do you keep that in check though because I, I feel like you get a lot of accolades. Like you'll do, I mean, because I preach every Sunday too, so I know that. Like people say, hey, great job, great job, great mm-hmm. job. Um, and when people don't say anything, it's because I did a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of silence sometimes too. But, um, but you know, all joking aside, um, how do you manage that? And then I want to ask you another question. But, but how, do you, how do you manage that whole, because we're still human. Like mm-hmm. we know that we, we should not take the glory. Of course. But we're still human. And so how do you manage that balance between someone telling you, dude, that was amazing, and then pointing them to Christ without without making that transition kind of tacky? Because I've heard it before, like people will say, hey, you know, great job. And then it'll be kind of like a weird way of saying, you know, it's not me, it's Christ. I'm like, yeah. okay, it wasn't that great. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? It's kind of <laughs> that weird kind of balance between... Uh-huh. I, would, I would say for me, I think... It, if you want to just make the point across, it has to sound tacky. Um, Interesting. Like, yeah. like, good job, Randy. Oh, thank you. But, you know, all glory to God, you know? Yeah. I think just because my mom told me something about that. It's so like every time they tell you, like, good job, tell, you know, just point it away from you. Yeah. And point it to- straight towards God. And I think every every time I think about that, of course, I'll say thank you so much, mm-hmm. you know? I appreciate it. Um, but um, like I like we just spoke, I just... I don't want it to be about me. Yeah. I don't want it to be about me. And people always tend to want to make it about you. Yeah. It's I, a natural human thing because I can pick, like, like someone's listening to you sing on Sunday. And like even myself, I'm, I'm like, dude, that was amazing. I think I'd say that every Sunday, like to the worship team afterwards. I'm like, that was so good, dude. Thank you. Hmm. You know? Um, but most of the time I'm, I'm referring to how great the worship was. But I'm also talking about you too. Mm-hmm. Like that was a really good singing. It was just good singing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's that thing to where there's a, I think there's a place to just say thank you without being arrogant, but of just course. like, thank you. Like, thank you. Of course. You and I, I definitely am like that too. I'm not yeah. always like every time someone says t- thank you, I'm not always like, oh, it's all because of God. Which right. Definitely. But it it's is. still true. Yeah, it, yeah. It definitely is. But I'm not always like that. I'm yeah, not yeah. like that appreciate it thank you so much yeah means a lot i asked morgan the same question i don't know if it was on this podcast or not but i was asking her how she dealt with it no no we didn't we didn't talk about that she she told me in person Mm. um she was telling me a story about someone who came up to her because morgan she has an amazing voice you know um and she said someone came up to her and and said something to the effect of oh man that was so amazing and then her answer was i think she nailed it because she said yeah, it was so great worshiping with you today. Isn't that great? Such a good answer. Isn't that a good answer? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Morgan's so unique when it comes to that because mm-hmm. she knows ex- most of the time she knows exactly what to say. Yeah. If you guys don't know who Morgan is, she's also one of our uh, worship leaders yeah. at our church. She's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's always it's so it's a blessing having her with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just when it comes to those kind of things, it's like we talked about. It's just. 
you can point it each either way. Mm. It's kind of hard to not be arrogant, but at the same time, be arrogant at the same time. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about me. That's it's right. not about them. It's about That's right. worshiping God. Yeah. And, you know, you were just saying about worshiping, um, you know, like, oh, you do it this way. But I feel like, I think everyone knows this. It's just worshiping is not just music. Mm. It's prayer. It's reading the Bible. It's everything. It's everything we do. Yeah, it's that everything. points towards him. Yeah. Yeah, so... I was forgetting my other question, but I just remembered it. Um, so, so performance. So there, here's the thing, and I've, I've, I'm fascinated by this topic, is that there's a difference between performing and worshiping, mm -hmm. right? Um, I can't define it. I can, I realize it when I see it. Mm -hmm. Like I'll see someone worshiping, and this could sound a little judgy, and I don't mean it that way, mm -hmm. but I can watch someone worship, and I can watch someone perform, and I can tell the difference. And I don't know what the difference is, mm -hmm. but I can tell what it is. It's a feeling. I I, I, I kind of know where you're talking about. Right? It. Like there's a person, like they're playing guitar, doing it. Like mm, that guy's doing it. Like he's, like it's about the performance. Mm -hmm. Like because, and it could be this amazing person and you walk away feeling that guy had an amazing voice. That Those were amazing lyrics. Um, the way he was dressed, the way he, like all those things, you walk away with that person. Mm -hmm. But then there are other people they just disappear on stage and you just find yourself worshiping God. Mm -hmm. And I can't put my finger on it because they could be doing the same singing. They could be doing the same thing with their hands. They could be moving the same way. They could be dressed the same way, but there's something intangible about the way that they're doing what they're doing that one draws them to God mm -hmm. and the other one draws them to draws the attention to themselves. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of, it's kind of it's like one of those gray area kind of things. Mm. It's like, um, I don't know, like you can be so caught up in the music, like say you're a musician or a singer, you can be so caught up in making it sound good to the point where you're not worshiping, which yeah. I feel like happens to everyone. It happens to me a lot. And that's one thing I hate about mm. Uh, a trait that's one of mine like i can definitely be caught up where it doesn't if it doesn't sound good then i can't worship mm -hmm. which is something i hate admitting but it's kind of true mm. um but it's also one of those things that i can just push away yeah but it's always just like lingering some somewhere interesting um just because i don't know i think just being a musician in general you know like right. you have that like oh it has to sound good yeah it has to sound a certain way to be able to worship um, yeah. If someone plays a wrong note or something like, oh snap! It's tough, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think everyone, uh, maybe not the crowd. Maybe you have those people who are musicians in the crowd. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, that guy hit in a wrong note, <laughs> and it's, it's just forgetting about the praying. But um, yeah. it, it's just hard. Like, mm. I think sometimes it can happen, not even when you're not trying, because mm. um, just people think and see different ways on different people you know like yeah like me and tony or a lot of us have this conversation where like when we go to worship night i think like our first couple minutes is like all right what songs are they doing mm. all right what kind of musicians do they have yeah yeah oh how good is their guitarist mm -hmm. you know which is kind of bad to be honest because you go in there with this expectation of yeah. it um with something but um you know and it's weird because you know as musicians we love, like, I, I love watching just a good, solid drummer. Just watching him play. And sometimes you'll find that guy in a worship team, and you're like, dude, that guy is so good. Mm -hmm. Or, like, he's playing, and he's, like, just playing the right thing. He's right in the pocket. It's just these little things that he's doing 
that can easily draw your attention to the musicianship, of course. you know, but there's that whole, you know, there's that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's one of the things you can't really control. Mm. It's just like, maybe you can, maybe you just have to be really good at it mm. or just be filled with the Holy Spirit in that place of worship or something. Yeah. Um, just cause I'm, like I said, it's sometimes you can't even control mm. like, you're worshiping, but your drum is really good, but it's nothing you right. can do. Like, right, right. You're grateful for that, but like, I yeah. look at them and I'm like, well, yeah. nothing I can do. Yeah, it is crazy because it can be distracting either way. It can mm-hmm. be distracting because of how amazing they are, or it can be distracting about how much they lack in, you know, musicianship. Exactly. Either one can be, you know, uh, just as distracting. So cool. I like that. Um, what do you do personally? to um get better at what you do i think conversations like this help me out a lot mm. keeps me in check it yeah. reminds me of what what um what i know what i'm doing wrong mm. when it comes to like just being on stage like right now mm-hmm. we just have this conversation yeah and I'm, I'm thinking about in my head like damn i need to i need to fix the things that i'm thinking about um and you know, like I said, conversations like this definitely help out. I think um, just reflecting on on the worship we did yeah. helps out as well. Mm-hmm. Or even having conversations with our team, you know, yeah. and like reflecting with our team, like, all right, how was worship? Mm-hmm. What you guys feel about it? Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, it doesn't happen often, but you know, when it does, it, um, it helps out a lot. Yeah. And, and uh, those kind of things, just reflecting. Yeah, I think yeah. That overall, reflecting helps out because mm. uh, you get to see. Like when I reflect, I think about, you know, I'm not on stage. I'm looking towards the stage and reflecting. Okay, look at the stage. What is wrong? Mm. Um, are you over playing? Are you over um, just overdoing it in something? Mm. Um, I think about it like that when it comes just to reflecting. Yeah. I think just reflect. Do you, do you ever watch yourself? Like on video? Yes. I, I, I would say who doesn't. <laughs> I, even the people that don't like watching themselves yeah. always have just come across yeah. watching themselves. I, I definitely do. And and when I do, sometimes I always see like, damn, why did I do that? <laughs> it's always something negative, right? Yeah, it's always I, something I negative. Hate, like, so something that I hate is watching myself on a video. Mm-hmm. It's so like, because I'm so self-critical. I'm brutal with myself. I'm mm-hmm. my worst critic. I would definitely say I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my voice is, I hate talking about my own voice. Just, I don't know, because people will be like, no, you're good, you're good. Like, uh, I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, I just, I feel like my voice is just gradually, gradually, like, just, like, losing itself. In really? A way. Yeah. I don't know why. You mean it's like declining in quality? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why. I am every time I sing, I just have a struggle um, singing now. Like my voice is just not where it used to be. I guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could speak to that. I don't. I don't know if it's a technique. <laughs> like or this Sunday. To work like, but like I haven't. I haven't noticed any decline. Mm-hmm. Like this Sunday. Like um, I was singing and I was just like, man, my voice is just cracking. Like I can't sing how i used to sing and well, my I, voice is cracking like <laughs> like, like never before if you maybe, guys have noticed my talking voice maybe i'm just going through puberty again maybe or dude but i'm not sure maybe. um but 
I, I, I don't I don't think about that. I just like I'm I'm worshiping. Yeah. I don't I don't care. I do think about it though. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. But well, like I, I can relate to. I mean, like this Sunday, you know, of the last six, you know, whatever Sundays, four Sundays or something like that. Like my voice has been terrible. Like it sounds like I have a cold. <laughs> Since I had COVID, like I have this weird cracking. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, I'm like I hate it. I hate it so much. You know, mm-hmm. I hate it so much. But um, it is what it is, right? For now. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? of course. For now, and I talk for a living. That's part of my job. You know, um, but it is what it is. I don't know how you do it, but. Yeah. I'm grateful you do. Dude, I don't either. <laughs> like seriously, I'll tell you right now. Like I don't I every time I have to walk on that stage and I'm not I promise you my wife will attest to this. Um I'm scared. Mm. I'm scared. You know, I'm super scared. Like this Sunday especially I was scared because I do I th- I shared it with yeah. you. I'm doing a different way of writing my notes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not doing like most of the time I had like 2000 words of notes like every Sunday That's so 2000 words. If that's on, on on not probably not on average. That's probably on the higher end, two thousand words, including scriptures. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally just going through all my notes when I'm preaching, you know. And it's good because I know exactly what I'm going to say, mm-hmm. but it's also like restricting a little bit because mm-hmm. like I'm really like obsessed with my notes and I'm going over them, you know, all the time. This Sunday I did something different, something that I'd heard other pastors do, but I'd never actually done it before. It's called mind mapping, mm-hmm. and so mind mapping is really like an image. It's one image. And in that image, you have everything that you're going to say, but they're just really broad ideas. And it's like this centerpiece, which is the main idea. And then it has like these branches that come out mm-hmm. of it. And each branch represents like a like an aspect of what you're saying. And it's all connected to the main point. Mm-hmm. And so I was so scared this Sunday because I'd never done it before. And I jumped right in. I was talking to Tony about it. And he said, you should probably ease into it, like do half and half. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. But this Sunday, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go all in. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And it was weird, but I know that it put it pushed me to grow. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that it it might not be the best sermon I've ever preached, but I did know that it was gonna help me grow. And I was gonna learn something. In fact, I went to you and Tony right after service and I just asked you, like I think I ever asked you this before, like, how was my sermon? Mm-hmm. You know? And there was something that was a little bit felt like a little insecure about it, but at the same time, it felt more connected to people because mm-hmm. I wasn't constantly looking at my notes. I was mostly looking at people and just kind of walking around the stage. I would definitely agree. Like, um, it definitely felt like you were more connected to the 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 congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, what comes to mind is when you when we were in quarantine sessions, which was like during the peak of COVID, and mm. we were just doing all online. Oh yeah, and you're like. I remember you were telling us, I don't want to keep looking at the iPad <laughs> and look back at the camera because mm-hmm. it looks weird. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one thing you kept asking. I was like, why is that? Like, am I doing it too much? And I remember like, yes, but no. Yeah. But um, uh, I just think about that just because it's kind of like the, what you're doing now. Like you're looking at your notes, but you're also looking at the congregation. Yeah. But you're not always just focused at that. Right, um, right. But when you were just preaching this Sunday, it was just, mm-hmm. it felt like your attention was just, towards the church interesting um it wasn't just it wasn't divided exactly the notes and the uh-huh. people yeah like it was just full-on attention you had something to say yeah and you wanted to get it across you know what the what the i'm sorry that i know no, you're good you're good so i i was one of the things that i've learned because i've been doing this for 10 years now mm-hmm. um is that the best i think the best way to communicate is when you're not focused on the material you're focused on communicate like having the people understand like that's your main goal. Like I just want to get this idea across. And when you do that, because most of the time, but like especially when you just when you're like a beginner in preaching, 
Um, you really focused on yourself. Am I saying it right? Am I moving the right way? Did I gesture too much? Am I being too still? Like, like it's all about me. Mm-hmm. But the moment you switch that and you switch your focus toward just communicating what you have to say as clearly as possible and really focusing on the person receiving the message, it frees you up and everything feels more organic. You know, it's, it's kind of like worship, you know, like, yep. Yep. it's just like, oh, okay, this is how we're going to do the songs. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And you're like, okay, it's going good. Yeah. Why, why doesn't it feel like I'm connected to mm. the people? Maybe because I'm looking at the lyrics yeah. or I'm too focused on what part are we going on? Right, right. Compared to, you know, like more of a spontaneous worship. Just yeah. let it go. Just let it go. Let the spirit um, um, just just speak yeah. to the room. You yeah. know, let the spirit just <clears throat> flow and let it do its thing. Yeah. Which is kind of like what you were doing this Sunday. Yeah. Like you were just letting God speak to you mm-hmm. through you yeah. to the people, not notes to you to the people oh wow was, yeah you know it's just spirit led interesting that's so interesting way to put it it's almost like the message was in my heart mm-hmm. and i was just it was more direct mm-hmm. it wasn't this extra step of having the notes speak interesting i never thought of it that way which is which is not bad having your ipad there i mm. think you still see a lot of preachers with it's like i think you still use your ipad for the bible instead of the bible mm-hmm. like itself which is not it's not yeah. bad it's just new age you know yeah it's true um um so having your your tablet is not a bad thing no um i think it's just like speaking from the heart and not from the notes you know it's more important yeah yeah i just don't want to ever get too comfortable you know like i i got i can like i can i want to keep i want to keep growing like i want to keep like messing with myself and and challenging myself because you know i don't know i don't want to get like comfortable like Mm -hmm. i can do this because i could keep doing it the same way forever you know but um, yeah, it's an interesting, I think there's another parallel between you're talking about worship and, uh, and preaching as well. Um, when it comes to preparation, I think you, you spoke a little bit about that. I think the more you prepare, the better, but it's almost like you want, like when I've like, if I'm preparing a message, like I want to really prepare, like I want to know what I'm going to say, mm-hmm. but then in the moment you just let it all go. So there's a lot of freedom because you know what you're going to say. You've, you've practiced it so much that, you, that there's, there's so much more freedom now because you know exactly what it is that you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you weren't as prepared, then you would be more insecure and there'd be less freedom, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the common knowledge would be like, I just don't prepare and just kind of let it go. No, there's a lot of, you know, it'll be a more restricted because you have to like figure it out as you go along. Through the same is true with worship. When you're like really prepared and like you guys have rehearsed the songs over and over and over and over again, when the worship time comes, you know the song so well that now you have this other level of freedom where you don't have to think about the lyrics, you don't have to think about the chords, you're just full on in worship and it's so good. It's like takes everything to the next Mm -hmm, level. mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree when it comes to like, I think one aspect it would be just just having talented musicians, you know, like. So true. um, You know, when you're having people who know what to do and just have especially with connection you know just Mm -hmm. having connection with your with your um with your bandmates it's just like okay i know exactly how he he does things yeah so if he switches it up i know where to go yeah yeah yeah. um you know it's just i think that's one aspect of Mm -hmm. having that just freedom to to know the songs and then all right let's do the songs how we all know it Mm -hmm. but if anything changes you know just go with this flow yeah this sunday was fun Mm -hmm. this was a fun sunday yeah it was i don't think it was intentionally planned, but it was planned at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great. Yeah, it was good. It's great. I haven't been too much 
on the on the uh um team too too often right uh just because of work yeah but it feels good every time i'm there and yeah i'm grateful of it's the a good team, team man such grateful a good team for just tony just leading us yeah he's, he's great he's amazing mm-hmm. i love tony mr tesla <laughs> <laughs> this guy yeah well good stuff man this is great talking to you man mm-hmm. and uh let's let's do this again of course you know, before too long yeah all right i am so down to do it yeah. whenever you can. Excellent, excellent. Um, All right, well, you guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, we will see you next time. Take care. Bye.